0: T'was the night before yachtsmas, and all through the boat, Not a session was stirring, not a song had been wrote. The stockings were hung by the toilet with care, In hopes that Jay Graydon soon would be there. The champlets were nestled all snug in their beds, While visions of airplay danced in their heads. Amy Holland in her kerchief and McDew in his beard, Went to bed early to rest up for New Year's. When up on the deck there arose such a din, I feared that some asshole parrot heads had dropped in. Away to the poop deck I flew like a plane, took a swig from the Riesling, did a rail of cocaine. The moonlight that shone off the waters below dazzled my senses like the voice of Jero. When out of the speakers of my hi-fi stereo sprang an all-star producer and ten session pros. With the jazziest of
1: chords and the coolest of tones, I knew in a flash it was old Quincy Jones. Uh, levels of balance, the charts are arranged, you know. Uh, here's take number seven, I'll cue you by name. Now Champlin, now Pages, Picaros, Luke, i Phil Gaines, Gaines, DaCosta, George Duke. Uh, you see, we have several keyboardists, Rashida. To the night, uh, the Grammys, to the top of the charts. Now jam away tastefully. We're jamming those parts you cats, man. That's you know. as far as I got. Hey, That was right right wonderful. Right.
0: That was well wonderful. Done. Really good. Well Thank you. done. Smooth, Thank you. Hey,
1: smoothie Yachtsmith to all, and to all a smooth night. Thank you, Mannheim Steamroller, for being this awesome. Carol of the fucking Bells, done by New Jersey dudes and guitars cashing in on Christmas. This is Beyond Yacht Rock, Yachtsmith! This is the Beyond Yacht Rock Podcast, we're the only podcast on the internet that makes up musical genres every week and counts them down from 10 to 1. Uh, this week, we're going wild on the... F- yacht on the 10s. We're going, you're
0: doing something. We're, but wild yeah. on the We swapped wild on the 5s to do Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, so now we're doing
1: yacht on the 10s uh, on the 5. No one needs the whole story. Leave a little mystery every now and then, Hollywood Steve. That's Hollywood Steve. Hi! My name is J.D. Riznar. And I'm Dave. Hunter. And uh, today we're giving you Yachtsmiths. But first, because we invented the term yacht rock, we like to throw a bone to that genre every week. Even though the whole thing is kind of yacht rock, we're going we're gonna to specialize uh, one we're giving yacht a, rocker today. We're, we're giving a, we're a special yachtsmith yeah. present to somebody here. Uh, we're throwing a bone to uh,
2: Jimmy Musina. How's that? How's that? I like oh, it. Good this for is, him. Yeah, this is Sweet. we this is we got to get back off this 1983 L. Album, one More Mile, which is a reference to the expensive car he bought when he was in Loggins and in Messina, and now can barely now he's barely able to drive home after a long day begging at the docks.
3: Or playing at the uh, Canyon Club in a uh, couple weeks up hey. in uh, Gora Hills. He's
1: like, uh, just one more mile, one more mile. Everybody plays at the Canyon Club. I, we need to go, and the Rose in Pasadena. Yeah. We got to go to those shows. I know, we do. Agreed. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, I think this is very yachty, and uh, Messina—he does a very good job and deserves to be on the boat. And I know, yeah, as you're about to tell
1: yeah, me, yeah, well, he's on the boat with a different way. It got like a 56 on the Yonsei scale, and I gave it a 72. So don't lecture me about getting Messina on the boat, Hunter.
2: Okay, I'm not, I'm not lecturing anybody. But we haven't talked about it on the, on the bigger show, the one okay, with the, yeah. the show that gets more of the fans. Yes. Yeah. We haven't talked about Musi uh, So he managed to convince some fine folks to join him like Toot and Ernie Watts. Guy uh, Winding. Um, Robbie Buchanan. Uh, Tommy Funderbink. Oh, <laughs> Bink. And, and Michael Boddicker. Uh, none of them are on this song, though. Uh, but on background are Pauline Wilson from uh, Sea Wind. She's a singer, not a horn, uh, for those who are wondering. Uh, and Boddicker's would-be wife, uh, Edie Lehman, uh, who, uh, and, uh, they also would, uh, throw in, uh, he also threw in a fuck you to Michael McDonald and, uh, grabbed Patrick Simmons to do background.
1: It, it, He's it. for stealing his
2: boyfriend, er, <laughs> Loggins.
3: He's I like, I'm gonna steal your boyfriend. What do you, uh, what do you mean would-be wife?
2: Uh, they weren't married at the time. Oh, they would later would be married. Soon to be. Soon to be. Got it. I thought
3: something happened where like. Soon to be was. I you think know, that was no, what I.
1: No, you were correct. Dave just doesn't understand the English language. Well, not all of it. <laughs> um, all right, hey, hey, Patrick Simmons. If you listen, he's doing a Michael McDonald impression. He's kind of like a twist that knife, you know. It's like punchline through or oh, the punchline though is that <laughs> McDonald still won he's better in popularity and in skills Patrick Simmons sorry man you and Messina are no match for the Michael McDonald see i was motor. thinking
3: it i was thinking it would be would be would-be his wife but then like Logins came in and just banged her and took her away kind of like uh all right as he as he does like you know just takes everything away from Messina
2: you're ruining the yeah's spirit Stop expounding on your your
0: your weird brain. Your lack of understanding weird, of the English your language. Your weird sexual fantasies about <laughs> somebody you just heard of about just about now. About Michael Boddicker's I just fiance. want
1: to see
2: Loggin's log. <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of that. Jim Messina is doing most of the heavy sailing uh, on this with vocals and guitar, and he's uh, even dropping some percussion on the track, which is uh, very important. Very important now. And like I said, uh, I think he does a very good job. This guy's not dropping coal on this track, you know what I mean? If you know what I mean, he uh, even takes that Spanish guitar sound he loves to do and smooths the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much it adds to the song, uh, but I think it's that E piano that nails the bounce. Great stuff from a character we shit on in the series, uh, but seems like a sweet dude and uh, someone who can yacht rock
1: with the best of
3: them. Yeah. As Hunter said,
1: good job. I'll tell you, the biggest insult we've ever given to Musina was to cast that scrawny Rube Lane Farnum to oh, play him. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Hey, there's nothing wrong with being scrawny.
0: It's the rude part that's the bigger insult. Yeah, it's if you ask
1: yeah. me. It's, la- it's just Lane being Lane Farnham and saying yeah. that's you, Jimmy Messina. It's more that's like, the insult. more like
3: lame Farnham. <laughs> am I right? You guys <laughs> know what I'm talking he about. Yeah. Even so, listen. so
2: I just wanted to say Merry Christmas to Jimmy Messina. Yeah, Smoothie Yachtsmas. Oh, yeah.
1: What's this? I'm, war, so what's this war so on sorry. Yachtsmas I'm going sorry, on over I'm here? Sorry. War on Yachtsmas. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. No one has the balls to say Smoothie Yachtsmas anymore in this country. I, smoothie Yachtsmas.
2: Just Jim, Jim I
1: walk into Starbucks, it's Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Walk down the street in New York City, Merry Christmas! Nobody's telling me Smoothie yachtsmus Yeah, even in Southern California. Going to all the liberal enclaves, Merry Christmas! Are you Christian? Yes, Merry Christmas! Remember, Coco's the reason for the season. Mm-hmm. Gotta get back to Yachtsmus.
2: No, what is this? <laughs> Are we really back to Yatsmus? Oh, Jesus Christ. Don't wanna lie all right, for
3: Christmas.
2: JD is now. There's amping up the war just on Yatsmus. I,
1: <laughs> I don't care about the presents under me. He's going to sing this whole Christmas thing, isn't he? I just want you for my He is all. uh
2: I'll just start reading his lines. Mind. I'll read his lines. We all Make know what masterpieces pop Christmas can, songs can Quiet, be. Quiet, you! I it's, gotta hit this. A, I gotta, I gotta do this. It's a miracle classic. they oh, can't all be this good. Christmas is all about miracles. Whether it's the miracle do. of a virgin getting banged up by God all or right. the miracle of finding a Christmas carol with Yacht
1: Rock Production. Hey, hey, I'm going to read it now. We all know what masterpieces pop Christmas songs can be. It's a miracle they can't all be this good. Christmas is all about miracles, whether it's the miracle of a virgin getting banged up by God or the miracle of actually finding a Christmas carol with Yacht Rock Production. There aren't many! There ain't many! No.
0: Nope. Few and far between. And, and you add to that the fact that a lot of the old yacht guys now are super Christian, so they tend to take the religious aspects of the holiday very seriously, which means that a lot of the time their renditions of all your old favorites turn out very somber and distinctly unjazzified. And I think it's a result of getting sober. Yeah. Very well could be. I, I, I also would like to add um,
2: that uh, I forgot what I was going to add. Uh we're just going to sit here until you figure it out. Yeah, yeah. shit. What? In, should we sit in silence? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Add in the fact. What was I going to say? I wouldn't quite call this silence. I would call it. But, I mean, three, of, three of us heaven.
3: can be... Uh, oh, gee. Three of us can be silent. See, this is just why I on.
2: write
1: stuff down, because I'm not going to remember. I'll come back to it. Okay. So we really wanted to give you guys, our lovely fans... The gift of a great original yacht playlist for all your holiday parties and whatnot. The kind of playlist a Beyond Yacht Rock listener can be proud of. Full of music you usually don't hear in the maelstrom of Christmas music pounding you every December. Listen to this, Aunt Rudy. This is from the podcast I love. Yachtiness is hard to find, so there are some cheats in this playlist, but it's definitely full of music I don't usually hear on the holidays. I remember. Okay.
2: I want to add in the fact that that it's impossible now. Google sucks now. Yeah. It's very, very hard, especially when these guys made, made music when they got old and Christian. So when you type in, uh, you know, Michael McDonald Christmas song, mm-hmm. you get... Basically, two thousand and five and above, mm-hmm. yeah. and, it, and you can't find anything below it. It's really difficult.
1: Yeah, Hunter we... went through discogs for look at Christmas and looked at everything produced and listened to almost everything that. Looked I'll like tell it my own and... story, JD. I'm sorry.
2: I spent Christmas. I, would... I spent Christmas alone two years ago when we talk about doing this show. I spent Christmas alone two years ago because I had to work, and so for two days. I sat on Discogs and just looked up Christmas, like, just the word Christmas, and any word I could think of between between 1975 in 1986, I looked at every single one, <laughs> and and basically these were the only ones that we could, I could possibly find, and uh, and then we got a few extra ones thrown in.
1: Well, we went on a retreat last weekend. I was excited to debate. And we spent eight hours finding the last two songs.
3: I thought we were going to debate. How are we going to whittle this down to ten songs, guys? I was. <laughs> yeah, gonna, <laughs> I, we're each going to come in with twenty and argue and have a good old roundtable Algonquin level discussion. I been under the impression that you guys have been
0: researching this for a really long time and you knew what was going to be in the show already. I didn't
2: realize that... I kept saying it over and over again. Uh Every time we brought it up, like you were just saying, about doing the research, and I said (laughs) alright... Come there with a couple songs, and uh, we'll see. We'll see.
1: We'll see. (laughs) We had had nothing! Hunter had like 20 songs, but after about six, it really dropped off. Oh, six. Three. (laughs) (laughs) We got a good playlist, though. All right, so, because the problem with finding Yatma songs with the Wrightsmith production, uh, it can be demonstrated thusly with this Mariah Carey musical slow, luxurious blowjob. See, what? this song is a slow, luxurious blowjob. Huh. See the sound at the time of this release. Satisfying bang. The sound at this, the time of this release, was 90s pop. The song, this song, is done in the style of 60s pop. So you see, like her stee, when these yacht fuckers record Christmas songs, they always want to revert to some oldie time style. For some reason, Christmas music can only be sung in the style of the 40s, 50s, and sometimes 60s. Well. We found 10 songs that keep the sound closer to the 70s and 80s, and that makes me happy and satisfied.
0: You know what makes me happy is that we're getting this song out of the way at the beginning, so it must not be number one. It's not Yachty. Yeah, I did, Steve. Don't.
1: Threaten that.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Next Christmas, I'm gonna get together with a smooth yacht band, and I'm gonna record a yacht rock version of this, and we will have to pull, put it on because there's no other yacht rock Christmas song. <laughs> I should have done that.
3: I'm an idiot. It would it would have been uh would it would have been less time to do that.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> both Harbor Party and Yacht Rock Review would have helped us out, I'm sure. Um. All right. Let's get to the. Let's count down these yachtsmith songs. And I'm doing live bumpers, but that only means I'm saying the number after these jingle bell sounds. Number 10. What a good jingle bell Do you, sound. Do you know what jingle <laughs> doing bells are? <it> <laughs> he was putting, he was, was putting those bumpers was together. One, and was <laughs> jingle bell. I didn't was, want to tell him what a jingle bell was. That was an old-timey
3: effeminate alarm.
1: <laughs> well, it's called orchestra bells trill one from the sound effects. That, now that makes sense. From, uh, from sound ideas. Yeah, Peter Allen just waltzed in the room. <laughs> 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 um, all right. Hey. I recently read an interview with Eddie Van Halen, where Eddie Van Halen interviews Steve Lukather. This was 1993, and the article starts with, Eddie Van Halen and Steve Lukather are best friends. I think that's all you need to know um, to understand this song, Joy to the World, by Steve Lukather and Eddie Van Halen. Um... The holidays, they're all about spending time with your old friends, and what better way to spend time than by trading licks with your bro that you met in 1980 when he had to borrow an amp from you while you were recording Women and Children First. We can all relate to that, right?
3: Happened to me last Monday.
1: It's Christmas. Yeah. Christmas regular. Mm Mm-hmm. Who did you meet? Eddie Van Halen? Uh, No, it was...
3: um, John Ray again? (laughs) No, he's coming up later. It was uh, overusing rehearsal space, and we didn't meet in 80. We met last year, and... We weren't licking and we were guests
1: on a podcast, but basically, yes, Women and Children First. Yes. Steve Lukather and EVH have collaborated three times. Michael Jackson's Beat It, where Luke did the riff and Eddie did the solo. Uh, On Steve Lukather's solo album, which is called Lukather, where they co-wrote the opening track, Twist the Knife, and Eddie plays bass. And on this, where they simply trade off riffs noodling like a couple of hopped up goofball guitar gods. Redefining joy to the world to mean not, hey, Jesus is here now, but instead, we are super good at guitar and use them to spread joy to the world. This is from Lukather's perfectly titled 2003 album, Santa Mental. (laughs) (laughs) Where he's dressed like Santa in a straight jacket on the cover. Uh, Sammy Davis Jr., Slash, and Edgar Winter also appear on the album because no Christmas album is complete without the old albino Jack Frost himself, Edgar Winter. Nipping at your ribs. All right, Sammy two, Davis Jr. was alive. In two things: Sammy Davis yeah. Jr. died in the '90s. <laughs> I was gonna say. Same, he must have recorded it same, earlier.
3: Same day as Jim Henson. He must have recorded it, up. it earlier. I bet he recorded it earlier. And second of all, when we were trying to remember the name, I think it was Hunter that said, Ins- <laughs> Ins- "Insanity." Yeah, was it That was. That was me. And hey, don't tell people that. That's gonna be the name of my album. Yeah, <laughs> Insanity. But, and you could reuse the uh, Luke, Luke's cover. Straightjacket and Santa, mental institution. It's yeah. Straight.
1: Uh, for 2003, you might be able to put this in the jar zone because I've never really heard such rock and riffs over such jazzy chords. Uh, there's some nice e-piano on here, so we're tying it all together. Okay, listen, we're killing ourselves trying to find Yachty Christmas <laughs> music. to cut of some slack. God damn it. There's jazz influence. There's nothing but rock and guitar solos. Take it. Yeah. This wasn't one of the final two, by the way. <laughs> this was like, I just put it on there. Yeah, the yeah we're trying to fill time. Number nine.
3: That's a couple dimes rattling in a coffee cup
1: I feel like this I feel like
3: the guy who did the bumpers doesn't have Much yachts with
1: spirit That sound effect is called Christmas bells jingling That is what that sound effect is called By the Hollywood Edge Sound effects library That's a, that's a quality
3: sound <laughs> in, in effect Hollywood, That sounds like uh, My wife eating uh, ice cream out of a mug And like clinking the spoon Trying to eat the last ice cream out of the bottom Why
2: is she eating ice cream
3: out of a mug? It's her thing, it's adorable Jeez, get some bowls. We have bowls. She likes the mug. It's got her name on it. All right, let's talk about this song
0: hey it's kenny Loggins with celebrate me home we covered this one on our first ever live episode where we listened to this entire album in front of a half-drunk audience in san diego over comic-con weekend
2: disappointed to have drunk audience (laughs) in san diego
0: but what did come out of that we came to an important realization which is that from the very first line celebrate me home is a christmas song about a guy who comes home for christmas And wants everybody to kiss his ass now that he's a solo artist working with the likes of Bob James and Billy Joel's producer Phil Ramone. But the question we can debate endlessly is that, even though this is Kenny fucking Loggins, is this song actually a yacht rock song? Or is it too early, too developmental? Too uneasy a fusion of soft pop with smooth jazz Just not quite there yet
1: and I think this could possibly make the boat on the log line But it has to literally be hanging onto a log Being pulled behind the boat I might be able to give it a 50 In deference to Sir Loggins But I would need years of contemplation With Gene Yatsky's Guru Zombie At the top of Mount Yat
2: Guys, I, I think we have to remember We're, we're on the Yatsky scale Oh, that's true <laughs> Today uh, it, is a,
1: it is curved like a motherfucker yeah
2: yeah, if it's a Yachtsmith song
1: mm-hmm.
2: then uh, and it and it can be considered. then
3: it's a 50. <laughs> uh, that's the <laughs> bottom yeah. <laughs> that's the bottom. I like the uh, growl Loggins
1: just did there. Please celebrate my bone. Wait wait what? Give me a hummer, please celebrate my bone. It's about a
3: blowjob. It's my parody. J.D., I'm starting to sense a theme from you in regards to these Christmas songs. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's
0: that's a hilarious... It's like with Weird Al, how he's fixated on food.
1: I'm fixated with having sex and doing sex things. A dude. Imagine that. That's pretty unique. I'm glad you're, uh... (laughs) Getting out in the
3: podcast and harassing these co-workers instead of in your real job
1: I can't, I have no power over you motherfuckers I can't can't can't, sexually harass you
3: you. Yeah, and the definition of harassment is unwanted attention and I I eat it up Mm -hmm.
1: Dave reached over and grabbed my (laughs) dick while he was sleeping during our retreat Yeah, like like
3: that's an exclusive fucking club (laughs) I also have
1: friends, JD, you ever hear about that? I don't have any my kids like me.
0: <laughs> hmm. Want to know some trivia about this <laughs> Yes, this fucking song? Now I want to sit in silence again. <laughs> <laughs> so this... Uh, we talked about how Bob James is Kenny's big collaborator on this album. This is the only song on the album that was co-written by Bob James. Uh, despite his presence, there isn't a ton of other standard yacht personnel on this particular track. There's guitar work by blues and jazz fusion guy Robin Ford, who was one of the guys asked to audition to play the guitar solo on Peg, and of course that went to Jay Graydon. Uh, Robin Ford is maybe the only musician alive who can say he's played with both Miles Davis and Kiss. I just can't imagine that's a that's an, a, I, a a pretty a very wide-ranging
2: club I'm, there. I, I'm going to assume Peter Criss did. <laughs> I'm just going to assume that.
1: No. Gene Simmons played the juice harp with Miles Davis once. True facts about yeah. music. True facts. I saw a live
3: uh, Kiss video where they had like whole orchestra behind them, like like thirty people. Miles all in Davis Kiss makeup. Miles Davis had to bet, be in there somewhere. Yeah. yeah, I bet one of them was Miles Davis, but you couldn't yeah, tell because yeah, yeah. they're all wearing Kiss makeup. Right.
0: Uh, See, so, yeah. So as we <laughs> established, it was hard to find genuine Yachtsmith songs. Uh, that we didn't really give a shit about what this song's Yachtsky score would be. So that is why we're not going to Yatsuki this song ever. 50.
1: 50. 50. <laughs> I was going to say 50. I'll give it a 50, for, but only on December 25th. It's the Yatsuki yeah. mm-hmm. scale. <laughs> but other than that, we're never going to really Yatsky it. Right, Steve? Right. i give it a 50. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> uh, and all you tabulators, do not put this on the official... <laughs> With. This is <laughs> this is apocryphal. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yachts, yeah, yeah, It's the no, it's 50, 50 Yachtsmiths. It's like yacht York. You know, it's, it's a subgenre. <laughs> yeah, yachtsmiths. Rated on a curve. <laughs> yeah, fifty. That's yeah. there.
1: Number eight. That sounded like the coin star. <laughs> that's why I kept it going so long. There's no better sound than putting your coins into a coin store machine. Like
2: <laughs> the Coin Star. There's
1: only one. Well, yeah, John, the, the one that, that takes my money. It's at the John's Market in Hollywood. <laughs> oh, mine's over in, at the
3: Vons in Los Feliz. Uh, hey,
1: hey, it's Donald
0: Fagan with Snowbound. This is technically not a holiday song. It's just about being stuck in bad winter weather. But hey, you know what else? is technically not a holiday song it's just about being stuck in bad winter weather holiday standard let it snow let it snow let it snow so we are 100% fine with this choice you know
1: what i'm going to go out on the limb this is the sequel to let it snow
2: absolutely
0: yeah.
3: this is a this is a Yatsma song cool. yeah no more technicalities, guys. Steve, how would how would you rate "Snowblind" by Black Sabbath? Excellent song. Yeah, I think
0: I can include that on my Christmas mix. I think that would make that would be one of the merriest Christmases ever. Man, uh, "Snowbound" is from Donald's second solo album, "Kamakiriad," from 1993. It was a, it followed about a decade long bout with writer's block. It's also the first time he had worked with Walter Becker since Gaucho.
1: It's also kind of a, is the album that established the Jar Zone sound. Yeah, yeah, the kind of the you know late period, late career Steely Dan. They never, they never moved past this sound. Nor did uh, Randy Goodrum and his buddy Jay Graydon. Although I am impressed that
3: that was the first time. The uh, name of this album was pronounced in the first attempt on this podcast. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Kamakiriad? Yeah, I looked... I, lo- I was like, what... Kuriad. I, I so decided to get
0: to the bottom of where the fuck that name came from. So Kamakiriad is a concept album about a middle-aged dude who lives in the future and goes on a cross-country journey in his high-tech futuristic car. And that car is called the Kamakiri. Which is the Japanese word for praying mantis? So, like, the Iliad is about the Trojan War. Ili- the Ilium, the Odyssey, whatever the fuck, I can't remember. The, the Iliad name. is about the guy that traveled in the Ili. right? Mm-hmm. And the uh, Aeneid is with about the guy. Lot of lad, lot of lad action in the Iliad, if I recall. So that's why this is Kamakiri ad. That's right. Never it's an knew epic that
1: epic poem. Hey. Fun fact for my Christmas present from Steve. There you go. Yeah, that's all you're getting. <laughs> the, Kama, the high-tech futuristic car, the
0: Kamakiri, has the characteristics of running on steam, and it also has a vegetable garden in the trunk. Mmm, delicious. Mm. Seems like a liberal's dream from 1993. Yep. No, that, that vegetable garden isn't going to get any light. Uh, they, they've yeah. solved that with technology in the future. Mmm. Uh, so there's like the the concept album has like some travel arc narrative narrative arc I guess it's from what I read it's supposed to be a metaphor for life or something and also some weird sci-fi stuff happens because of future climate change so again the liberal wet dream from 1993 And Snowbound uh, apparently fits into that narrative at a point where the narrator gets stuck in a frozen over city and cannot continue driving his futuristic high-tech car anywhere. Probably
1: because he threw his wife through the windshield.
2: (laughs) We can't have one yachtsmith without that.
1: Yeah, I know. Messing up our yachtsmith with bad feelings. Hey, you never know. You know who never threw his wife through a window? This guy. You know who else never threw his wife through a window? Al Franken. Yeah. Hey, here's a question I have. Oh, yeah, what's Ruining that? Ruining so if this Stop g- bringing up the bad stuff. <laughs> so, if this guy is like, hey, let's sleep in today, haven't they already woken up? Shouldn't it be, let's sleep in tomorrow? Yeah,
3: I think they're, they're awake, but they're still in bed. Maybe he uh, has his mindset on some of your Christmas theme. <laughs> I...
1: I can't go to... Once I've woken up, I can't go back to sleep. Well, cause oh, that's because you have kids that... Yeah. that no. Yell. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Really? I'm, yeah. See, I was assuming that
0: uh, the narrator's sleep patterns are more like mine, where they've been so ruined over time that sleeping in still involves waking up at least two or three times... <laughs> And then eventually, hopefully, just
1: falling back sleep. I guess I should I should stop a, I should stop projecting onto these songs. Ah, yeah, well,
3: I, that was happening to me, and then I cut out the caffeine. I'm sleeping much better. Oh, good. Including when we got to the cabin, and I fell asleep right on the couch when I was supposed to be writing for this episode.
0: Well, we didn't have any song. We didn't have half the songs yet, anyway. So mm. it all works out. Uh, there's a video for this song. This is one of the singles from the album. It's a really elaborate stop-motion animation thing directed by Michel Gondry. So check it out and give yourself a little yachts treat. I've never seen it. It's really elaborate. Yeah. There's like all these little cars yeah. driving Oh, you've never it. seen yeah. that? No. Yeah, it's, Donald it's is like up on a video screen, like a, a mm-hmm. benevolent Futuristic, dictator watching
1: yeah. the city. Oh, shit. I'm going to check it out. It was, it was out. on Beavis and Butthead. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. I, I think I brought about about it
2: up when we, when we Yachtskied this. But it wasn't a yachtsmith song back then
0: so no, yeah we yeah it was a good while back and uh, I think because it, we I think we decided it just kind of sounded like yeah. smooth jazz probably Hunter was the only one who put it on the boat uh you, Do you know, remember what I gave it I think it was like a 57 all right it. the holidays are a season of giving so maybe we should give this one a little bit of a, a, a reappraisal mm-hmm. what, you know yachtsmith bump on December
1: yeah. 25th every year I'm gonna give this song a 50. 57. I think. Whatever I gave it before. 50. And that averages out to a little over 50. yeah. 49.
2: (laughs) Oh, God. Who brought the Grinch?
3: Number seven. That one sounded like Jingle Bells. Actually, more like Sleigh Bells, to be honest.
1: Christmas Sleigh Bells is what it's called. That one is by the... uh Hollywood Sound Effects Library. Yeah, oh. not do, the edge this time though. Good work over there. Well, Hollywood, oh, we just went over the, the best wait, in the business. Hold
2: on, we just went over the best line
0: in this. Go right oh, yeah, to the back to yeah. the beginning of this. This remember, is this is the whispers with this time of the year, and the opening line is genius. Here it comes.
4: Just in case you
2: did, you forgot. That's what that means. Xmas means Christmas.
3: Oh, oh boy. So yeah, where does that come from? Is Xmas supposed to be the cross?
1: Yeah, Chris. Oh yeah, Chris.
3: Chris Chris
0: cross. Yeah, they'll make you jump, jump. Because I was thinking a T with
3: lowercase T
0: would. Just listen to the whispers and take their word for it.
1: Some teacher or some fucker, when I was a kid, said. The Xmas people who don't believe in Christ say Xmas because they're Xing out Christ. When All right. Yeah. Okay. I'll allow it. That's clearly not the case in this song
0: because he's he uses both. Yeah. So yeah, when we were scra- this was the last song we found that made the top ten. Uh, Hunter had remembered us yachting a Whisper song a while back. Didn't make the boat, but it came sort of close. And uh their Christmas album from 79 was mostly on YouTube. Uh so when we finally found this one, it was like, "Oh, this is one of the very few songs on that album that is not filled with those disco laser sound effects." Ooh. Yeah.
2: See. Ooh. When I went over every uh way back when last Christmas, uh when I went over every Christmas song ever made between 1975 and 1986, uh I remembered that, "Oh, The Whispers have, they were one of the only bands to put together a full Christmas album around that time. And I was starving. You guys had already given up. And I said, Steve, please listen to this whole album and tell me if there was something on there, please. And he did. He found it. This one
0: sounds acceptable. The Whispers are, in fact, from Southern California. uh, Watts, to be specific. Uh, But they made their name up in the Bay Area as... I guess, sort of protégés of Sly Stone. He, he was the one who invited them to uh, move up there. Like, hey, I dig your hip sound. You should move up here and perform and make a name for yourselves around the Bay Area. And, uh, Sounds like Sly. <laughs> yeah, it's my Sly Stone impression. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Uh, I'm thinking of putting a
1: band together. Uh... Like, you guys might want to like, come up here. You guys will be like my family. Uh, hey, call guys, it Family Stone and Sly. Or Sly and the Family Stone. Sly Stone and Friends. The Sly
0: family.
3: Hey,
2: you guys should come up here and join my band.
3: <laughs> it's going to be really cool. Sly also did the voice of Shaggy. I call it a family. <laughs> Steve, when you wrote that... Um, I glanced over it and I read Sly Stallone. <laughs> so I wrote, "Musical proteges, explain yourself, Steve." But now when you said it out loud, oh, of
0: course, Sly Stone, it makes a lot more sense than yeah. what I uh, what I assumed was Sly stopped. Sly Stallone only needed one musical protege, and that was Frank. Well, we'll get to that in the uh, the uh, soundtrack song. <laughs> Uh, so the Whispers landed songs on the R and B charts from 1969 to 1997. They only had one big pop crossover hit, and that was 1987's "Rock
1: Steady." That video always blows my mind. I watch it. I've always heard that song, and I always thought it was young hip dudes. And you watch it, and it's like these 50-year-old, like, mm. d- like former pop 60s pop band mm. guys going all old with fat and mustaches and it's funny hey hey hey.
2: maybe we we might talk about that in an upcoming genre oh okay maybe
0: so i want to give a shout out to the guy who wrote this song it was a co-founding group member nicholas caldwell and he's the guy who wrote the opening line christmas alias xmas this song, I looked, I tried to find as many details on discogs as I could. There's no yacht personnel of, of note, or at least nobody I recognized. So I just assumed that yacht was in the air, and they're just pulling it right on out. Uh, we could quibble over how much this song is just straight up
1: R&B, but I, I think uh, it's acceptable. It's close enough. I was listening to this song and trying to be a cynic and being like, "This is a straight up R and B song." He but, was pooping on a lot of stuff. But I'm, you know, I'm talking about driving around in my car the other oh. day by myself, and I was and uh, and but it has so many jazzy little changes. It's uh, yeah. I it's, think it's, I think this would make the natural boat if it yeah. were Yacht-Ski. Yeah, I don't know if the Whispers have any
0: non-holiday material that would count as yacht rock or yacht soul. Uh, but it doesn't matter. Welcome to the boat. They're, the from, LA. they're yeah. from L.A. they're from L.A. They're from SoCal. Good job, Nicholas Caldwell.
2: Number six. Those are those are that's a homeless person. Dice in a jar.
1: (laughs) I was thinking, (laughs) I was gonna say teeth. That one is called (laughs) Jingle Bell Bells Ringing Xmas. Those aren't
3: those aren't homeless people
1: teeth, those are like moose teeth. But that's by the essential sound effects.
2: You know, you got to get that sound in there started so somebody puts in yeah. actual coins. So you drop a couple. Teams. Yeah, <laughs> I like that you're as obsessed with foley as I am. Hey, it's me. What's a what's a yachts what's a yachts with without a racist song? <laughs> um,
1: this, is say, a, this is the racist uncle of the of the yachts yeah. In this you know. It's
2: not really well. Okay. Radio. Uh, remember during SAR California when we talked about how the yacht personnel on Randy Newman's Trouble in Paradise wouldn't get him on the boat? mm mm-hmm. Would, That wouldn't be enough to get him on the boat. Well, that was before the low, low standards <laughs> of
3: yachtsmus. So welcome to the boat, Randy. This is 1983's Christmas in Cape Town. You guys ever met anyone named Randy that wasn't a complete fucking hick?
2: Yeah. Uh... I think I knew a British person named Randy. Can well, they that be was Hicks?
3: probably short for Randolph. That's uh, true, Randolph. Mm-hmm. I don't think I, I. don't think I have. Yes, Mortimer. So, <laughs> thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank
2: you. You got it. Christmas movie. Yeah. Uh, so, Cape... <laughs> so Cape Town is in South Africa in 1983. That wasn't the most wonderful place to be. And Randy tells it like it is. So let this be tr- a trigger warning and an actual warning. Uh, maybe don't put this on your Christmas song list. Uh, because he's singing from a racist point of view, and well, he doesn't pull any verbal punches, let's just
0: oh, say that. Randy
1: Newman never does that. Uh, it's never his, his satirical he, angle. He doesn't pull any nerbal nunches, if you know what I mean. Well, those were a couple N words, JD. Uh, here's another one. Nevertheless,
2: Randy was exposing the naked truth of racism. Oh, naked. Yep. Uh, that wasn't that was going on during apartheid uh, this time in the form of a merry christmas song uh, and le- just like he doesn't actually love la i don't believe he actually thinks christmas in cape town is very merry I was going to say I'm just going to go out on the boat uh, I- Mm-hmm. I,
3: I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm picking up what you're putting down all
4: right,
2: all right. Uh, How about some names to br- uh, bring us joy During this dark, dark song uh, Paulina da Costa And Lenny Castro on percussion mm-hmm. that's, that's quite a duo right there uh, Nathan East on bass, uh, Michael Boddicker on synth, and Toto's David Page, Jeff Picaro, and Steve Lucas doing what they do. Uh, and mostly it's given the song a bit of the old hold the line at times. Mm-hmm. It, it wanes.
1: This song um, has some fancy production. It feels fancy. It may not mm-hmm. have that exact yacht sound, but it. it special. It's elevated. Yeah, for sure It's elevated from your typical Randy Newman fare, especially. Yeah, Yeah, and
2: and Luke really rips on this song, so you definitely Oh, but you hear those background singers? Uh, Those background singers, they're singing in the background? Well, that's Bob Seger, Don Henley, Linda Ronstadt, Jennifer Warren's, uh famous for her duets, Up Where We Belong and The Time of My Life, and uh, singer-songwriter Wendy Waldman, who co-wrote Save the Best for Last by Vanessa Williams, which Dave knows
3: is about... Oh yeah, uh, backdoor suggestion. It's about anal sex. So do you think Randy, like, tricked everybody? Like, hey, this is an anti-apartheid song. Can I get you all to come in the, uh, the studio? And then he just starts blasting everybody with the N-word, and
1: I ain't talking about Nickelback. Uh, yeah, I think these are probably all artists who played that that, that resort. That
0: play. <laughs> Sun, Sun City. This, yeah. This yeah. This We're this. gonna
1: play Sun City. <laughs> We're gonna play it well. And We're yeah, The clerk's giving me a $10,000 and I'll be there, I swell. The uh, rest can go to hell.
2: All right, well, Merry Yatsmus.
1: Jingle, jingle,
2: What's it together. say well, about y- y- yats's y- songs y- when the racist one is only number six? Or is number six. Yeah, I mean, so it's not lower.
1: Four that were... God, I wish we had enough songs where Hunter could discover that was racist and we could yank it. It's on your playlist now, though, folks.
3: Yeah, well... It's a
1: good way to start a family discussion about how far South Africa has become and how terrible how far back America
3: has been. Before. Yeah, we, uh, we can now have the conversation. We've all seen Christmas movies. Many are made, fewer watchable. And the ones that are have been beaten into our brain over and over again. I love Frank Capra's It's a Wonderful Life, but for every one of those, there's a thousand that are complete garbage. You want a fresh take on the Jimmy Stewart essential? Watch it in Spanish. It's magic. Recently, there has been a social acceptance of Die Hard as a Christmas movie, and I like that.
1: Hey, I have a new thing mm-hmm. that we can... I I got a new thing, okay? Uh, it's my new thing I want social acceptance for. Home Alone, a Christmas movie, Home Alone, is a diehard prequel. Eh? That's what he does. He has a bit of a McClane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. I really want to catch he, on. Does anybody know like a crack.com blogger I could get in touch with? Uh, a bunch of them just got laid off. So, yeah, well, we'll Give me one
3: of
0: the ones that didn't.
3: I know a whole bunch of people at the LA Weekly. They can publish a story for
1: you. (laughs) In fact,
0: they're looking for uh, contributors who are willing to uh, write for zero money.
1: Oh, I'll do that. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) I do almost everything for zero money.
2: Um, I also want to point out to everybody listening Die Hard may be a Christmas movie but so is Die Hard 2. Mm -hmm. So get off your high
3: horse, all right? And start watching some Die Hard 2. Well, this is exactly my point. Die Hard's great, but here's the thing. There was already a great Christmas movie under your nose the whole time, and it's Cobra. The age-old tale of a renegade L.A. cop that plays by his own rules. I had a Cobra experience at a fair when I was about 11. I was playing a tic-tac-toe game where you oh, throw these was... little
1: little styrofoam balls into uh, like some some tic-tac-toe boxes. It uh, sounds like he was in the Birmingham, Alabama State Fair. That was Indiana. Okay. Uh, Close enough. Same
3: thing, yeah. I was trying for the Michael J. Fox poster, but fate weighed in and threw me for a curve. I went home with a Molly Crew mirror and a Cobra poster. The Molly Crew Coke was forgettable, but the Cobra poster had a gun with a laser sight. It was badass, and so was the movie. My point is, Die Hard is fine, but Christmas aficionados will be watching Cobra.
2: When you said you uh, you had a uh, Cobra experience, <laughs> I wasn't expecting that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> well, Dave. You just told a whole story about winning a Cobra poster at a fair. It's one yep. of your shameless brag stories. I mean, it was you know? one of
2: the tales of young Dave Lyons yeah, that yeah, yeah. he likes to tell. I but you failed to explain
1: really good at fair tic-tac-toe. You did not explain why Cobra is a Christmas movie. You see, in my theory, Home mm-hmm. Alone is a prequel. <laughs> Kevin is a young John McClane practicing his, his outnumbered and trapped like a rat to foil the baddie chops. You see? You get mm-hmm. it? Home Alone is a diehard prequel. Why is Cobra? Joe Pesci is is, uh, is a young young Hans Gruber type. He's a trainee it's like a, the training bra of Hans Gruber's.
2: And and why Daniel, is- Daniel Stern is that like ban- ballerina, that badass ballerina dude that yeah. that comes back at the end. Yeah. yeah. Um good eye kicks.
3: What? Okay, so why is Cobra a Christmas movie? I'm glad you asked, J.D. You see the movie begins as Marion Cobretti shows up at a grocery store where neo fascist is holding a group of hostage people.
1: Can I say something else? <laughs> I really a fucked up. Of- <laughs> a bunch of fascists holding the- a group of ho- hostage, hostage people. people? <laughs> Can I say <laughs> Can I can I make a point about Cobra right now? Uh huh. Do you think first Sylvester Stallone came up with the name Cobra and was like, it would be cool if this character was Cobra. And then he had to make up the last name Cobretti. I, I think that's a made-up last name, so he could be called <laughs> you over.
2: You think that's a made-up last name? Yeah. Well, what? What's your first clue? is it th- that it's a movie?
1: <laughs> no, I don't think there's anybody in the world named Cobretti. Oh, I don't think that, I don't think it's a real last name at all. Also, not a lot of dudes named Marion. I'm pretty um, sure he sold the movie by
2: going in and saying no, what I Dave get, just hold said, on. which is hold a group on. of fascists.
3: I'll get. I'll get, <laughs> I'll get to how okay. he sold the
2: movie. So this is how it goes: There's a group of fascists. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, a, and a bunch of hostage, hostage people. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: Sold!
1: What's his name? Cobretti. <laughs> hey, hey, give Rocky Rambo two million dollars and the best director in town.
0: Wait, Cobretti is too awesome a last name. You gotta make the first name a Chicks. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I wrote this joke that's
3: uh, gonna go with it. Uh, well, anyway, back to the grocery store with the hostage people. <laughs> Get this. The store is decorated for Christmas. And when we finally see Cobretti's apartment, here's tip number two. He has a small Christmas tree. I could go on, but I feel the underlying message of the film is redemption. Cobretti is a flawed man trying to make the world a better place. His tactics are frowned upon, and there are people that want him dead. Sound familiar? That's right. Yep. Just like Jesus. And this Christ figure is spreading his own goodwill by blowing up bad guys and half of Los Angeles. And not unlike Santa Claus or Jesus, Cobretti is delivering the best present of all, a safer and more peaceful world. Thank you, Mm Marion. All right. Now let me tell you the name of the song. (laughs) This is Robert Tepper's Angel of the City. Robert Tepper was the other guy in the room when Benny Mardone's Dog Walker came in and said, Whoa! Look at her! Benny looked at him and said, Dude, she's just 16 years old. And they looked at each other and nodded. That was the subtle lyric they needed, and it worked. People ignored the horrible message of that song for years. And as a follow-up, he wrote No Easy Way Out for the Rocky IV soundtrack, and it said that Sylvester Stallone was taken in by the song. It's also said that Frank Stallone was not asked for comment.
1: I'm sad. Is that We missed our chance to see Robert Tepper perform at the Rainbow on the Sunset Strip on May 5th, 2017. Hopefully yep. an opportunity like that will... Uh Will not slip through our fingers again. Was was he at the rainbow or in front of the rainbow? <laughs> yeah, he put a poster out. There's a poster on the wall, but that doesn't. Yeah, he yeah. I just can, I, I'll out. get you.
3: I'll get you. Robert Tepper poster. <laughs> he had a jar full of teeth and he was Man. just
2: jingling it there, trying yeah. to
3: get some, somebody to throw some coins. in Unknown whose they were. Here's a fun fact about Cobra. This was the first script that Stallone turned in for a movie called Beverly Hills Cop. And Stallone was set to star. But then Eddie Murphy signed on and the film was completely rewritten around him. Murphy and Bruckheimer left all the way to the bank. And Stallone was able to raise the script from the dead, just like Jesus, and give us this essential Christmas classic. That's and it has why, angels. Hmm? That's,
2: I got,
1: that's why I heard that name, Cabretti, before, from talking about Beverly Hills Cop. Yep, Probably. Version. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: we also talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've, I've been Googling Cabretti for a little bit here. Apparently, the highest concentration of last na- people with last name Cabretti is in Cro- uh, Croatia. Uh, <laughs> all right. Where it appears at Three. least 22 times. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And also. Like I said.
3: There's also a very large uh, Stallone uh, fan club in that. You know what? No, no. Yeah. I'm, I'm bailing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm bailing
1: on the joke. Joke's done. Yeah. They, there's a, my theory is correct. Thank you, Steve. He made up the name so he could have the nickname Cobra. You get I love of- it. Get a bunch of Croats to go watch this movie. He's not playing, I guarantee you, he's not playing a Croatian. He's too racist to play a Croatian. <laughs> song's sultry, I like it. Yeah,
3: it's a good song, it's very sultry. Sultry hit. And the music video has Brigitte Nielsen right. changing outfits and dancing around a bunch of With uh, the robots. robots while that David Pate, or David uh, Rash looking guy is taking photos. Speaking of that sultry thing, I want to remind everybody when
2: we did one of, was that our first show? Yeah. yeah. Sultry heads, yeah. yeah. You guys were on like, I don't know a tug trip together going up up the yeah. coast, yeah. and I wasn't I wasn't invited, and uh, and I wanted to be part of it, and I needed to throw in a song all aboard the tug train, and uh, I was like, uh, hey, what's the most sultry thing I could think of, and it was the movie Cobra, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because uh, because what's his name is Cobretti and he sweats a lot.
3: Mm-hmm. Streets are always wet for yeah. some reason, and he
2: has a five o'clock shadow all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. And match uh, stick in his mouth, and so I listened to that soundtrack, and it was like it, it, it was like which one do I pick? Yeah, and that's why I picked the uh, Jean Bouvier
1: one. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, this is everything you need out of a sultry.
3: No, yeah. and if you look movie, at the movie poster, it looks an awful lot like a movie poster for Terminator.
1: I'm dreaming of a salt Christmas. Hmm.
3: Assault. <laughs> Tis tis, tis the season.
1: Number five.
3: Baby's first uh, uh,
1: marimba. Mm -hmm. What was that one? That one was... uh, Sorry, it's uh, Orchestra Bell's play on an arpeggiated something. I can't... It's too long a title. It gets cut off. Yeah, I I get it. Um, This
0: sounds pretty yachty.
1: It's the wrong the wrong one. <laughs>
0: oh, Tough shit, Steve. God damn it. Um, <laughs> We're on to something.
2: All right. just right. Let's listen to that start again, because you can tell right from the top that this is a yacht, this
1: is yacht rock song. Yeah. Um, yeah. This one's a little out of the era, but you can hear that doobie bounce. This is Michael McDonald's duet with James Inger from 2001, from his 2001 In the Spirit album. It's a collection of Christmas songs. This song is called One Gift but I like to call it hallelujah mo be there. <laughs> uh, this suffers from that terrible 94.7, the wave core sound that continues to plague ex-yacht rockers two decades later. But like I said,
4: in your heart.
1: <laughs> uh, you can hear the doobie bounce trying to fight its way through this one. It's a little bit plodding, but just, it's it's kind of there. Yeah, yeah. You tone down the ass production a little in this song, especially the super yachty. In, it's a, it's got this yachty and spirit bridge. It would feel right at home on a Christmas companion album, too, if that's what it takes. If it were released in '82. <laughs> Ass production, ass production. Sounds like a, a film company that. Uh, <laughs> this has been
3: a JD Riznar ass production. <laughs> or no, better yet, this this has been an RD
0: Jiznar ass production. It sounds like shit. It's an ass production. Um, if, if for those of you who don't live in LA, 94.7 The Wave is a real
1: station. It's our like smooth jazz, old timey R&B. It is station wall to wall songs that sound exactly like this.
2: And then every now and again,
0: there's a yacht rock song
3: in there.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah. The, it's the
0: only. Yeah, it's to... the only place on the radio that. It's the only radio format that still could find a home for a yacht rock song. Yeah, if you
3: had an elevator for your car, you could hear the same music in the elevator and then on your drive home.
0: Did you say if you had
3: an elevator in your car for your car? He said in your car, but we. <laughs> you don't have a. You don't have. <laughs> he meant for your car. He meant a very tall car. Yeah, I mean, you, you
1: you're not you're gonna want to stay away from bridges. Under them, you can still go over them. Um, the song's an original. Yeah. Damn trolls! This was written by Michael McDonald and James Ingram, along with some other guy I don't give a North Pole fuck about. But I'd be shocked if this didn't have some Michael McDonald splattered DNA on it once I listen to it. This is a Michael McDonald's original through so and So
2: this isn't this is an original. That's cool. yeah.
1: Um, This album also features a song written by Kenny Loggins and David Foster called On Christmas Morning. Uh, It has just the right balance of Logline, Meandering Soul, and Foster Schmaltz. Neither of them appear on the album, but that's a fun fact, right? I think yeah, I think they played that on the David Foster Christmas special May I don't know because uh, maybe that inspired it Loggins he he released it on his own album in 98 which I think is way after the Foster special. it is but that doesn't mean that it's uh, that they didn't play it was his 19 Loggins 1998 Christmas album December is what it's called or his log lights call it old man with snowshoes on his back and actually there's a great joke going around Twitter today I can't believe this album is not called Highway to the Major Zone. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, thank you to whoever tweeted that. That's a good tweet. Yeah. <laughs> That's,
2: that is a great tweet. It almost makes me almost makes me wish I was back
1: on Twitter. No. 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 Number 4. Was that a repeat? No, it just the track ended very abruptly, just as I hit next song. And so it was naturally switching to the next song, and I thought it was... Listen, don't worry about it. I fixed it. We're listening this to this a song grinch now. This is grinch of yachtsmith. No, no, I meant
3: I meant the, uh, the the bumper. Was it a repeat stop of an stop earlier? Stop pointing one? out yes. everybody's flaws. It was. Oh, got it. Okay. It's my per my, I can hear perfect pitch. Uh, all right. <laughs> this is from 1984's Once Upon a Christmas by Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers. The song's called A Christmas to Remember. You may remember the cover. It's a rather graphic number, which shows Kenny as the <laughs> lucky Pierre, sandwiched in between Dolly and a rambunctious reindeer. <laughs> all surrounded by a wreath of holly
1: for that over-the-top Christmas touch. Um, so I, th- I think I was pretty sure that these two were married when I was a kid, you know? No, yeah. Or had a thing. Um, I think it made me all the more clummoxed when I found out that Dolly Parton's been married to some concrete tycoon for the last 40 years.
3: Yeah, and Rogers, uh, Rogers is working on his uh, fifth divorce. Mm-hmm. This is from a CBS TV special that aired on December 2nd, 1984, back when they had the decency to start hitting you over the head with Christmas in December. Anyway, there's a really long intro uh, with them on the phone talking about how busy they are, and it's going to be a full year before they can get together. Oh, no. Not until December 2nd. Kenny says it'll be a Christmas to remember and <laughs> looks in the camera and cracks
2: a fart. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Don't, don't forget, uh,
1: I ate my own chicken.
2: December 2nd, 1984 is the sweet spot for
3: Southern Yacht. Yeah.
1: Really? Interesting.
3: Yeah. Christmas uh, this one has some personnel on it. you got Neil Steubenhouse on bass, Michael Lando on guitar, and produced by good old David Foster. Yeah, you can actually hear some yacht in this. I'm like, <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. This top five ain't bad. Yeah. yeah. Like we may have mentioned, a pure yacht Christmas song is like a Republican sense of decency. It's very, very hard to find.
4: Oh.
3: Hold
1: oh, on. Uh, we have conservative listeners, Dave. Stop bringing up everybody's flaws. <laughs> he meant Republican politicians. Yeah. Current, current political climb. We have fans of those politicians. A lot of a lot of Roy Moore voters, a lot of Trump voters, just love pedophiles and sexual assaulters. Just love them to death. So watch yourself. They'd <laughs> like right. to listen to our show. <laughs> I. So we're,
3: we're going to have to gear some of our material towards them. Yeah, hence, I, we did on
2: number hence six. The,
3: hence the <laughs> Randy Newman song. All right. You can watch this entire special on YouTube. It's really fucking weird, but I guess they all were back then. Kenny says in the special that these songs are destined to become Christmas standards, and after our Christmas special, it's probably only a matter of time. Mm-hmm. We
1: cracked. We, yeah, we another fart. <laughs> 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 Vomited all over Dolly Parton's breasts.
3: Oh, Kenny!
2: <laughs>
1: Too much eggnog in my own chicken.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's funny because I think it's probably happened. <laughs>
1: Number three. I, would,
3: I wouldn't. I bet Kenny Rogers eats on the toilet. <laughs> he goes from over the sink to on the toilet. <laughs>
1: He's on the toilet with a bucket of his own chicken. <laughs> yeah. And in uh, one, and he's got, in his other hand, he's got his, his plastic surgeon on the line. Yeah. see me. I'm getting too fat. I need lipo on my cheeks. <laughs> I can't even just throw up your own chicken again. Don't worry about it. Just make my a- face tighter. Leave me alone. Oh,
2: God. We're pointing out everybody's flaws.
1: <laughs> my face is so red and tight. I'm not satisfied. I'm trying to combine Santa Claus's suit, face, and beard all in my face. All right.
3: All right. That's, not his, that's not his beard. It's just his skin's so tight. His pubes are all the way
1: up here now. Saves me a lot of time trimming my beard. My mouth <laughs> is chicken so good.
3: Ah, good old dick nose. All right. Start ah. this one over. All right. Start this one <laughs> over. Yeah, yeah, let's listen to this coming in. Because that's hey, the good part. Right? Listen to that bounce. Yeah, hear it, Dave. Yeah. Yeah. I'm is that all you right? wrote? No. <laughs> Listen to this bounce. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got yeah,
2: <laughs> Listen, sh- nice time
3: What? Be fun. What the hell is this? See me this one is a real head scratcher. This is 1980's I Won't Be Twisting This Christmas by, get this, Father Guido Sarducci. Oh, God damn it. Is he on the boat too? Yeah, now? we'll let that simmer for a second. Yeah, damn right. This is the second best, no, third best Yacht Rock song we could find. And we have Hunter doing research.
4: <laughs>
3: I looked at every Christmas song between 1975
2: and 1980. I think I said 86, but I'm pretty sure it was 87. Yeah,
1: you gave it a little, little, little. I might bump even up. bumped
2: it up a little higher to like yeah. 89. So, in our
1: little, in our yacht, in our yacht, in our little janitor's closet suite, we've got, we got Richard, McGruff? McGruff and Richard Simmons huffing, huffing meth. <laughs> <laughs> and then they open the door Father Guido, welcome. Man.
3: Hey, come on in! I went down a rabbit hole hole of Guido Sarducci today about how the Pope dropped his wallet in Central Park and all he could find was a dirty sock.
0: That was the joke!
3: (laughs) My dad came home from a big-time Midwestern insurance guy conference when I was a kid, and he couldn't wait to tell me about their keynote speaker at the event. It was Father Guido Sarducci. My dad was a man of excellent comedic taste, but I think, like many a Midwestern man, Sometimes the remember when became, oh, that's funny still because I know it. He was describing the bit he did. He's like, yeah, he took these, these the, he's telling this story, but he kept doing with Beatles songs. So he'd say like, something, something, uh, I want to hold your hand. And then he'd say something else, <laughs> and I don't remember exactly what he said, but maybe he'd say something like, and then uh, I want to hold your hand. That's what was memorable about Father Guido Sarducci. Hunter, I heard you say this earlier, but goddamn, the late 70s and the early 80s were starved for comedy. I don't
2: think I said that. that I said that. that yeah, no. that's,
3: that, that sounds like something J.D. would say when he's pointing out everybody's
2: flaws. All right. <laughs> I would say, I, I think that's a great time.
3: Well, I think that's why Eddie Murphy broke out, because this was his competition on SNL. <laughs> a terrible comedy. Uh, SNL writer Don Novello, ham-fisted character they've been doing since 1973. But... Great yacht song
0: I I really, I never understood why this character was supposed to be hilarious Oh, cause Catholics Yeah, it was a Catholic, it was a joke, it was a spoof on Catholics
2: Cause
1: Catholics, I don't even understand Catholic jokes But, um, you you can't go wrong with a bouncy Italian accent Everything is funny Hey, I'm a Quincy Jones or Rashida You know, and also classic SNL Minute for Minute was one of the least funniest things ever aired this on the show This is television.
3: absolutely true. I've been hearing complaints about SNL not being funny as it used to be. Oh. I've been hearing this my entire life, and SNL is only one month older than me. Here's the thing: you find your favorite sketch on any era of the show and watch the entire episode, you're going to see yes. about five sketches that are unwatchable, written by people that don't know how to end a sketch. It's a fact. That's the little, that's the se- little secret about Saturday Night Live. It's never been
2: good. Yeah. Uh-huh. You only just remember like your you favorite only, stuff. Yeah. And you that's you it.
0: only ever see the highlights compilation. I see. It's yeah. because it's a very difficult show to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's an hour and a half of live material every, every week.
1: week that You have a week to write and perform. Yeah. It's awesome. And, and the we person can hosting it is not very good at together.
3: It. Yeah. All right. It was difficult to find person, personnel on this one. I did find David Carr, who about 19 credits, none of which I'd heard of, and only one sounded funny. And that's Old Time Fiddle Contest and Festival 1975, Old Time Fiddling Volume 9. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like it was arranged by an old time fiddler enthusiast. <laughs> it also has the name George Carrollhouse, who seemed to be an in house Disney guy that did some work on a Mickey Mouse disco album. Oh, we had that one. Yeah, okay, back, so. Back at yeah. the old homestead. This is the hot, hot shot that Don Novello got to produce. <laughs> it was written by M. Davich, who, according to Wikipedia, was a past president of the Tri County Dental Society and New Jersey Association of Endodontists. If anyone has more information on the personnel here, I'd love to hear from you because the music is a jam and it's yachty as hell.
2: I'll give you a little more background on this because I, I did read about this. Uh, Guido, Father Guido said uh, basically he wanted to make the most an- worst,
3: most annoying Christmas song ever. This was supposed to, to be the worst. I don't think you've said the name of the song. Yeah, I did. I said it earlier. It's like, I won't be twisting this Christmas.
2: So he he tried to put up these dumb cliches and stuff, and I guess part of that
3: was putting in that doobie bounce. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's a song, uh, uh, an anti-masturbation song. I won't be twisting this Christmas. You know, twisting one off. I think that's what it's about. (laughs) No one says that. (laughs) What? No one says twisting one off. I've heard you say that like 80 times today. (laughs) What, the, what would that even entail? Uh, maybe, maybe some, some twist, crazy technique.
2: Here's I what guess. it is. Here's Here's what it is. A twist, twist of the wrist.
1: You come in. <laughs> a, you you come. You come in. Uh, Merry Christmas. You come in a Kleenex, mm-hmm. and you wrap it real tight just on the tip of your penis. You leave it there and you let it dry for a couple days. You got a hold in your pee and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And then. Twist it up. It's like a oh, bottle cap. A, little, yeah. like a bottle cap. Oh yeah. 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 If this like
2: Christmas goes, you won't do it. it, 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 it. Hey, <laughs> huh. yeah, you carbonate your dick.
1: Merry Christmas. <laughs> that was real jingle bells from the song and then it went into these fake ones.
3: Number 2. <laughs> oh, sorry. Hunter, I think he's got this one. Oh, okay. He's trying to break Steve's record for bumpers. Number two.
2: Nope. <laughs> hmm. I think he, you're song. right. You're right, Dave. I think he's got this
1: one. Yeah. Number two. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Number two. <sighs> El Giro, The Christmas oh, Song. I think he's got this one. I hate this song so much. Not this performance, because when looking for Yasma's music, every son of a bitch has to perform the Christmas song in the exact same style of Nat King Cole or whatever piece of shit sang it in the oldie times. Well, this is Scat King Cole doing this perfect yacht style version of the Christmas song. Uh, as he was wont to do with everything Circle 1982, when he was in the grips of Jay Graydon's Peppermint Paws. Ooh, it's just something creepy about the way you said that. You're, you're next. Yes, this is of course produced by Jay Graydon, who knew just how to yodify this pop jazz maniac. This was released as a single, so I'm having a hard time finding any credits. So we can just assume that Jay Graydon played everything, which is not hard to believe. Uh, Another reason why I hate this song is because after the first two lines, which are always great to hear, the song sounds like blah, 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 blah. And it's racist because it says folks are dressed like Eskimos. No one would like it if I wrote a Christmas song saying folks be sitting around like rurus. Nobody would like it.
3: I don't think you've ever defined (laughs) what Ruru actually is. I think they're
1: Australians. Uh, Ruru's know what they are. Kangaroos. Yeah, I I think they're Australians. Ruru's know what they are, and they're offended. They would be offended if I wrote that into a Christmas song. JD's
3: underhanded term for
1: Australians.
0: Wait, the the correct term for... For Eskimos. Eskimos now is Inuit, Inuit right? Yeah. Say yeah. so, folks dressed up like Inuits. No, everybody
2: shits. Listen, this is coming from the perspective of a Canadian.
0: Or you could take whatever
3: racist term you you want and just put snow in front of it. That also works for Eskimos. Oh yeah.
1: Um, Al ah, this is the worst Yachtsmus ever. <laughs> Okay, so, uh, I um, remember Al Jarreau, he'd sing the song again on his 2008 cash grab called Christmas because nothing is sacred in uh, has-been legacy artist holiday albums. Uh, the 2008 <laughs> version is done in this 94-7, the wavecore style meets Nat King Cole style, and I hate it. It also has nice e-piano, though, but fuck it. Neither version leaves room for Al to scat, but the 2008 version has a vamping... <laughs> By mumbling random parts of the song as it fades out for a minute, like chestnut tree, <laughs> you and me, Jack Frost nipping at your nose. So he sort of becomes the blah 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 here when I'm listening to the song. Mm-hmm.
2: That's all. Wouldn't you like to see Nick or uh, Al Jarreau in, in a in a in a battle with Eminem, like a rap battle? Oh yeah.
3: Just let him scat for a little while. <laughs> maybe maybe someday.
1: Yeah. Take him down I'm coming down the steps Staring at your breasts I'm Eminem, yeah And I'm rapping off the top of my heads And then Al Jero just goes It would be great yeah,
3: And Eminem's head explodes
2: Yeah
1: And then the audience is like
2: Oh,
4: oh.
1: And the other half of the audience is politely clapping Did you ever see that episode of The Eagle
3: Heart Where the scat man is like the assassin He'll start scatting and people's heads get bigger and bigger And then explode (laughs) when they hear him Brilliant show, great locations in the third season
1: Was it actually, did they get scat man John?
3: No, it's just some dude
1: I'm the scat man
3: No, just some fella Just like scat It's it's a wedding and everybody Number one Trying to get the bride and groom to kiss Here
2: we are. We got through another (laughs) Yachtsmith. Not yet. And uh, and here it is. Here's the truth. The truth of Yachtsmith. This is the only Yachtsmith song you ever need. This is Ray Parker Jr.'s "Christmas Time Is Here." This is a fucking classic. So, for one, it's original. Two, it's not sarcastic or cheap. Uh, it's an earnest song about Christmas. Three, it's not a cash grab because you've never heard of it. And four, it's Yachty as all Yuletide fucks.
1: Also, sure shit is. this is a song about, uh, fucking on Christmas, which coincidentally is why I'm here in the world. I knew it! Oh, wait.
3: Why you're here in the world? I thought you meant why
1: you're here tonight. Nope. My ah. parents fucked on Christmas. My mom got pregnant with me. Really? That's why everybody has birthdays in September. It's because uh, parents be fucking Christmas and New Years. Yeah, and everybody
0: who has a, a birthday in November is because it was fucking on Valentine's Day. No, that would be
3: uh, January. Uh, because... No. No it's, no, it's nine months. Oh, did I ever? Uh, yeah, two, 11. Don't oh, worry about right. we know. No, oh, so. j-
2: no, in, it's it's
3: January. You know, here's what they here's what screwed it up. Here's what screwed it up for me. <laughs> that eleven month. <laughs> Here's why I screwed it up for me because my birthday's in the middle of November, but I was born at seven months, so I had to do the math. I guess I was, I guess I was an Easter, Easter, Easter baby. Yeah. The horniest of all holidays. <laughs> uh, okay.
2: Thanks for uh, taking us down the memory lane there. Tales of young Dave Lyons and young young JD Riznar. I can't
3: wait uh, to find out my mom's listening to this episode and tells me the real story. (laughs) Uh, We should bring her on.
2: uh, Seriously, this is a uh, goddamn classic and a gem. And I think we should Yatsky this because, on a legit scale, this is a contender for essential. Mm-hmm. Uh, which uh, and with the uh, spirit putting a finger on it, on that scale, shit, this is a 100.
3: Oh no and, way! You are low. And that's my score. <laughs> I'm uh, this, giving is a, this a 100. This is 118 on the Yatsky Christmas scale. Uh,
2: I uh, I thought this came out in 1984 as a B-side to the song Jamie. Uh, and uh, put on a compil- uh, later put on a compil- on the compilation Chartbusters, which was uh, capitalizing on the song about ghosts. Uh, f- forget what that one is. Uh, but I did a deep dive. I did a deep dive, and I actually came. Uh, this actually came out in 1982 as a seven inch uh, with an instrumental, which explains it's in the pocket production compared to a 1984 Ray Parker Jr., which was littered with uh, synths and drum machines. And, and not the good kind, if you know what I mean. Um, uh, also, is co-written by Thurleen Johnson, and uh, that credit only appears on Chartbusters, so, which was like the last
1: version. So she was probably like, hold on, you're putting it on a Chartbusters? It's time you gave me credit, Ray. Yeah, exactly. Because it was finally released... Uh, Legitimately. Um, do, you
0: think, do you think there's ever been another person named Thurleen? Or is that like a made-up name like Cobretti?
3: Well, I think First we off, have... First off,
0: Cobretti's not made up.
3: 22 instances of a bunch of Croats named Cobretti. I think that was your fact, Steve.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if there was some Croat rat who, 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 who like gave up all his mafia buddies and had to change his name and he was a big fan of Cobra and so he changed his name to Cobretti and had 22 kids yeah (laughs) typical Italians Um, so all of Ray Parker Jr.'s songs are about cheating so I scoured this song for cheating evidence and it's a little convoluted but I think that this is a song about cheating you see the first couple of verses he's seducing a woman and they likely have sex or at least have an emotional cuddle uh, and then he's all... you It's the best, best kind of couple." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he says, uh, you'll be celebrating Christmas somewhere. Remember to whisper to the children that Christmas is all about Jesus. I'm paraphrasing. But that means that she has a real family somewhere and he's not a part of it. Booyah! Another cheating song from Ray Parker Jr. Every time. You know, I like to... <laughs>
3: I like to picture him recording this song the way I picture all Christmas songs being recorded in a Santa Monica studio in July. Yeah. Uh, so I couldn't find uh, names on this, but in oh, 19- there's Ray Parker Jr. But in and
2: Thurlian Johnson. But in 1982, uh, Ray was working with the, uh, working on the other woman. So there's a good chance you have Michael Boddicker h- helping out on those smooth-ass
1: jingle bell synths. Um, oh, that's a great way to look for. Yeah, what are they working on? Because they probably just tacked it on the recording. Of course they
4: yeah.
1: did. He's not an idiot. He's
3: Ray Parker Jr. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's no Ray Parker Senior. That guy was a dope. The the rest was Ray Parker Jr. who was uh,
2: who was, honestly he was simply a powerhouse. So let's break it down. First, you got you start with those jingle that jingle bell bounce. Then Ray smooths it out uh, out the jingle uh, while keeping that bounce. His uh, guitar adds to it right here. It's a good jingle bell bounce, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so then he, and he smooths it out a little bit here. Uh, then all of a sudden that guitar comes, ding, ding, and the guitar adds, his guitar adds to it, and he even has that signature Ray Parker Jr. smooth staccato that you can hear and can't change that. da dent dent You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, his own, that's his own sound. We might have to term that someday. da dun dun Christmas time is here <laughs> it's, thinking, coming. Yeah, it's coming, yeah. it's coming no. um, anyway. So uh, uh, the chorus has that yachty background um, I'm guessing those are the parquettes Because I'm pretty sure he didn't hire anybody else Oh yeah, yeah Parquettes uh, You guys get that? Yeah, I get okay. it, like the champlets. It's yeah. him pretending to be a chorus of women yeah. uh, good. Glad we're all listening The bridge uh, has such an awesome, smooth-ass guitar. I don't know. I could spend all day talking how great this fucking song is. It's smooth. Okay. It's just as smooth as freshly sliding down an iced hill. I love it. And the show was worth it with with all the hostage people sliding down an iced hill. (laughs) Yeah. With those hostage people. Uh, I love this song. And the show was worth it just to get to this one. I... I spent two days looking up every Christmas song from 1975 to like 89. This was the one
1: 100. Yeah, you know, on Twitter, t- Twitter, tomorrow. Somebody's gonna go up, hey, oh, you guys forgot this one. It's yeah, gonna we're gonna oh! I got, I got uh,
3: an idea. What do you think about the park place?
1: Mm mm. No. No, that's a good one, though. No. I'll keep working. Just a Cheeto? No. <laughs> you got to try to get cheap in there somehow.
4: <laughs>
0: Parker? No. I looked up the Ground. Thur- I just looked up Thurline Johnson, and Thurline Johnson's nickname was the Voice, despite being a songwriter. Maybe. Yeah, she, she maybe didn't she really sang- do a lot.
1: Maybe she's singing she background, background. Cheryl Lynn. That was the only. I ever- meant
2: she didn't do a lot of singing. She oh, did a yeah. lot of writing.
1: Maybe she is doing background vocals, and she was like, "I came up with that melody, Ray. Give me credit." Anyway. Maybe.
2: Sounds a lot like the parkettes.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear it now. Okay, that's it. All right, uh. We're we gonna wrap up Yachtsmas here? Let's wrap it up. All right. And I heard Q exclaim. This track's out of sight, you know. Merry Christmas to all you cats, man. And a hip night to your Rashida.
4: <sighs>
1: that was anticlimactic. We <laughs> <laughs> right. did it. Hey, what didn't make the list? Um... Nothing! Yeah, we, we, uh... We got them all and stretched for others, but... What is this? Don't play anything. Okay. Um... You know, all your favorite yacht rockers, Loggins, Cross, McDonald. they all have Christmas albums, sometimes multiple ones. Uh, They just aren't done in a yacht rock style, but it's fun to give a couple of those a listen during the holiday season.
3: All right. For me, without a doubt, Christmas Island, the title track from Jimmy Buffett's 1996 Christmas album, What a Treat, Total Yacht, and produced by Russ Kunkel. (laughs) I'm kidding. Fuck that guy. I hope he gets the Harvey Weinstein treatment very soon. You. You hope? That's yachtsmith for you. <laughs> it's a time of hope. Oh, are you
2: putting it on? Yeah. You know, we should have. Uh, what we should have done is uh, what shouldn't have made the list. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Every other song is this the Buffett one? Everything except like the last two. You know it, yeah. Is, I really is this the
2: one where he's uh, when he's on his on his paddleboard?
3: No, that's the 2001. No, that's the one from this year, oh. 2017. Oh, what's that? What's that he's, one he's, called? He's, he's uh, a- it's, it's I don't remember. You should remember. I know. I he looked. Clearly it up. love it. I looked it up today. He's in a little rowboat on the cover of this album. <laughs> yeah, it's, this is the '96 one. There's a newer one.
2: <laughs> he knows so much about Jimmy Buffett now. <laughs> it's it's so. Good. Great. this is I think this <laughs> is yapis miracle
3: <laughs>
1: I think this is a Leon redbone song Could, I can't imagine buffeted right I've heard, I've, I've heard song Leon, I've heard Leon Redbone perform the song uh-huh. Um, all right. So next episode? Tease the next episode. Did someone say episode? I just did. Because I do believe that episode eight, The Last we Jedi, is hitting the theaters this weekend. So I'm preparing an episode of Star Wars music. And I'm, I'm trying to find a genre name that has an origin somewhere in the Star Wars universe. It could be canon. It could be legends. Uh, I just don't have it yet. But I will next week. You'll get there. I'll get there. I think you should call it
0: Space Puddings. Ah. ah a good <laughs> Terrific well. title. You know,
1: you're getting warmer. You're getting warmer. Yeah. Okay, okay.
0: Yeah, space puddings. Something
1: that that that'll really, you know, stick to your ribs. Yeah. Gosh gotcha. yeah. 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 Something right. warm. It's gonna come to me. I'm yeah. gonna scour Wikipedia, I'll find it. Yeah.
3: It's coming. It's creamy. Uh, business. Uh, I'm on a podcast, a music podcast uh, that isn't this one. Uh, it's uh, Jonah Radio. I'm joined by former Blood Brothers uh, guitar player Cody Volvoto Vol- I always fuck up his last name. Uh,
2: it's Vot- just, hey, hey, yeah, it's
3: Voto Is 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 Radio with Jonah? Is that uh, about Ray like Parker radio. Jr.'s Radio? Thanks. I thought it was. I went on there multiple times. Oh, you've been duped. And it turns out we just talk about music and listen to music. This happens to be spelled the same? Yeah. But you can find it on Nerdist or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Hey, you call yourself a jawbreaker correspondent. Is that why you got a press pass? Because you you were going to report on it for Jonah Radio?
3: No, that was Jonah making fun of me. Um. He like, oh, our jawbreaker correspondents here. Because I had the backstage pass and then the press pass when I saw him in Seattle. Oh, okay. Very good. Very
1: good. All right. Uh,
2: Nicknames. 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 Uh, so uh here's a here's a Yotspace miracle. So it turns out before I just decided to start doing uh nicknames, I skipped the like first six people who gave us uh, our, our Patreon Coxwains. Um so I discovered this error. Get era. that paper shaken more. And uh here we go oh, man, this is gonna be a letdown. Uh we got uh Jaunty Jasper, he that's Matt Opal. I don't know who that is. He just name was Matt Opal. He's jaunty Jasper. <laughs> uh, Matthew handing out hot dogs. Connors. <laughs> uh, Jenna mostly mangoes miring. Uh Alex gentleman Tom Arnold.
1: Mm-hmm. No gentleman Tom. Yep. That's what your friends going to call you now, Alex.
2: Uh, Clayton the the hot deuce uh, Gumbert. Now he's the hot deuce because uh, he asked, he was the first one to go, hey, you guys didn't give me a nickname. So we gave him uh, no nickname, Gumbert. Mm -hmm. Now he's got two, so he's the hot deuce. (laughs) Keep that that paper shaking. Uh, And we got Mark, hey, I got hot dogs too, Hughes. All right. You got to hang out with Handed Out Hot Dogs Connors. Uh... From now
1: into intern. Are you all caught up on nicknames now? Absolutely not. Okay. We got
2: about, probably got about 20 more, but we'll get it before the end of the
1: year. We're shutting this Patreon down. Yep. Patreon made some changes to their... And they screw
3: the listeners. They benefit us. Mm -hmm. Well, it doesn't change anything for us, but it screws the listeners, so we're going to be looking for a different route.
1: A new way for you guys to give us your money for almost no reason. With fewer gifts and benefits. (laughs) Steve, do you
0: want to take the credits? Sure. Find this week's Yacht Rock playlist by following J.D. Riznar on Spotify. Go to yachtrock.com for a very useful experience and get your last-minute holiday shopping done. Send questions via Twitter at Yacht Rock. Like Yacht Rock on Facebook. Follow Beyond Yacht Rock on Instagram. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Themes by Rob Crow and Mark Rivers, thanks to producer Matt Brousseau, and the entire Feral Audio family. Check out other Feral Audio podcasts at FeralAudio.com. Watch out for those hostage people.
4: Feral Audio.